Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action. I can guarantee you it's one area of the building I won't be using because we all know how little time I'm spending in any weight room. A lot of crazy scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions. Uh, the assist numbers spoke for themselves. Looking forward to the trip down to Akron. Uh, sure, Akron. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Welcome into the Eastern Insider Podcast. Happy to have you along as we at Eastern Michigan celebrate another Super Bowl champion. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Pat O'Connor for becoming the 11th Eagle to bring home a Lombardi Trophy. Alex, the game wasn't all that, but it's still good to enjoy an Eagle bringing home an award. We talked about it going into the game last week, Greg, that really one team was going to win, one team was going to lose. But either way, Eastern Michigan brought home a victory because it was either going to be Pat O'Connor or Andrew Wiley, who plays for the Chiefs. And Pat O'Connor certainly got the best of that battle last night. You can't really say much more than to say, that was a dominant performance in favor of the Buccaneers, and they certainly earned it. That defense that Pat O'Connor is part of was absolutely spectacular. Next level uh, last night against one of the maybe the best offenses we've ever seen. Uh, so kudos to, to Pat O'Connor and his Buccaneers. You, you can't uh, reference that game without, of course, referencing Tom Brady and what he was able to do. And, you know, we're certainly not an NFL show or going to break down the film, but – I'll tell you what, I was dead wrong on this show last week. I did not think uh, in our conversations that uh, there was any chance that Tom Brady would be able to pull it off, but certainly the Buccaneers did. And like you said, a great day for us, Greg, because Super Bowl trophy number 11 here at Eastern Michigan, O'Connor becomes the seventh different player from Eastern Michigan to win a trophy and really just a special honor and to see how excited he is and to see how excited everybody around the program is for him. Different alums on, on social media, Coach Creighton, of course, uh, current players retweeting and, and mentioning Pat O'Connor and how special that is. I know everybody's happy for uh, who we used to call he was around here uh, in these parts. He now goes uh, by Patrick O'Connor, really going full Irish on us. Uh, but congratulations to him. A, a tough night for the Chiefs offense. They had changes on the offensive line, which forced Andrew Wiley have to move positions, uh, not in his usual starting spot at right guard. He had to play right tackle and a, a tough night for the Chiefs offensive line. But I don't think this is the last time that we've seen Wiley in a Super Bowl. And I don't also want to say it's the last time we've seen OC in the Super Bowl, given the fact Tom Brady and everybody else coming back we could have this rematch again about 364 days from now. Well, I'll tell you what, somebody once told me that when you hit 25, it all starts going downhill and Tom Brady has hit 43 and it has not started going downhill for him yet. The fact that he's out there slinging the ball around like he is, is fantastic. I'll tell you what, if I feel that good when I'm 43, I'll be ecstatic. If I look that good when I'm 43, I'll be even more excited and so I think you might be onto something in terms of these two teams and don't forget I mean yeah Kansas City has one poor 
performance last night, but they've been one of the best teams, if not the best team in football for the last three seasons or so. Their offense is so good. And, and Andrew Wiley, um, nobody would be more disappointed than him and his teammates in last night's performance. And, uh, you know, he's always good enough to come on the show. I'm sure we'll have him off uh, up again on in this off season. But if I know one thing about both of those gentlemen, Andrew Wiley, Pat O'Connor, it's that no matter the outcome, Greg, whether it's a win or a loss, they're both going to stay motivated, hungry to get back to where they were to do even better than what they've done. And that's something that, uh, you know, I might be a little biased, but I can attribute to, to their time at Eastern Michigan. They both certainly showed that resilience and dedication when they were here. And I'm sure that that will be the case moving forward. Certainly will be. Uh, other things on a rare light weekend in terms of Eastern Michigan athletics, we saw gymnastics host the Eagle Invitational, a, a good event. Saw Eastern Michigan avenge a setback against Kent State a week ago. It was Ball State, though, putting up a school record in terms of their point total in, in route to a Cardinal win. Uh, Ball State finished 195.975. The Eagles uh, just behind them at 195.800. So uh, a good week in store for head coach Katie Minnesota, and she'll be on the road first at the gym invitationals this Friday, and then they're back home once more against the Golden Flashes on Valentine's Day. It'll be a purple out in terms of epilepsy awareness, so hopefully lots of people can follow along for this weekend coming up for gymnastics. It was also a chance that Trek got a solid performance at Grand Valley. They were able to put a record-setting number up as uh, they were able to, as Ice Magnuson was able to set the new Icelandic national record in the 300 meters. So congratulations to him, a record-setting weekend for him. Plus, Alex, I know tennis had some good action despite his setback on the road at Xavier. That's right. And tennis is coming off of a week where they actually collected all of the, the MAC honors, a clean sweep. They've had some really good individual performances so far on the young season and a couple of setbacks in terms of the win-loss column, Greg. But I know that Coach Jason Wiseman is excited about his team. We'll have him on this show uh, in the coming weeks as well to talk about all of his talent. Remember, they're one of the teams that got cut short last year. They had already put up 10 wins when their season had come to an end, and they're certainly looking to build on that this year. So uh, in terms of all the spring sports getting going, and and Greg, we're right around the corner from even more sports. You know, you talked about this week being a little bit lighter of a week. We've had some setbacks with basketball and whatnot, but those teams will get on track. But even more sports now starting to come into the fold. And that, uh, that continues with a sport like golf as well. Our two golf teams are getting ready to compete and contend. And really two teams that you both, you cover both of them heavily that are really feeling like this could be a, a competitive year for them. And, and MAC championships are certainly uh, what uh, both coaches in terms of Stephanie Jennings um, and Bruce Cunningham are looking for with their teams. Yeah, you look on the men's side, still quote-unquote, the returning MAC co-champions that they shared with Kent State after last year's was canceled. So you have to go back to the 19 championships since the men's golf team last uh, really it was able to compete. They have a super senior class led by Ty Saloni, of course, Cougar Collins, all those guys back. They were not able to get off the shelf in the first weekend, travel issues, uh, not able to get them down in Florida. The women's golf team had the same issues. They were not able to make the trip. 
they were supposed to, to battle Central Michigan and then take on the Mid-American Conference match play down in Florida. So both teams were expected to be there. They had to pull out. Uh, they'll be back in action really soon. And as I mentioned, you get a chance to talk with head coach Stephanie Jennings today. Uh, she is uh, very excited about her team's prospects. Granted, she has to lose uh, some people like Julia Stevenson from a year ago that would just had a phenomenal year, but she's able to bring back Maria Connolly. And the only other issue that she's running into right now is just with so much international talent on this club, it's been a bit of a struggle to get it all back in the country at one point. So we get her thoughts on that. And then we also talked to her about her ability now to be part of the PGA of Michigan, something you don't often hear a female heavily involved in a championship advisory role of a men's sport. Yeah. And to go along with that, if you tune in and have access to PGA, the magazine, not PGA Michigan, but PGA uh, as a whole, the magazine, Stephanie Jennings was uh, in there this week as a feature piece. So if you get the chance, get a copy of PGA magazine and check that out. And certainly a great interview on tap with Stephanie Jennings and Hey Greg, don't forget, too, that it's uh, another chance for everybody that's listening in on this podcast to take home some great prizes. And you know what? It's it's Valentine's Day week almost here. for So it's a perfect opportunity to snag some Eastern gear for that special somebody. And we've been doing a, a, another giveaway uh, that we've been doing all season long on the podcast. And we're going to continue that this week. So remember to listen in for the keyword uh and send us in a message on Twitter or Facebook, and you could be entered in to win some exclusive Eastern Michigan gear. We'll put out on social media later later this week what you could win. And Greg, I think we're actually going to change it up just a little bit because in honor of Valentine's Day, you know, we've been having you listen to keywords and send them in, but Valentine's Day, it's a week of love, right? So let's just do this. If you're listening out there, all we need you to do, you don't need to find a keyword this week. Just send us a message with something you love about Eastern Michigan, and you'll automatically be entered in to win that prize. So listen in to this podcast. Tell us something you love about the green and white EMU, and you'll be entered in. That's a pretty sweet deal, right, Greg? It certainly is. However, I also must clarify, it has to be about Eastern. You can't DM and slide into Alex DMs and tell him how much you love him. His girlfriend, Becca, will not appreciate that by any means it might get him fired and pulled off this podcast. So please don't slide into Alex DMs and tell us how much you love him. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're more than welcome to slide into my DMs. And I'll tell you what, you might not get the Eastern prize back, but I'll send you something even better because like if I have those kind of DMs handy, that's just such good ammunition with you when you have a girlfriend, Greg. You keep them honest. You let them know, hey, you know, you're mad at me. I didn't do the dishes, you know, you whatever it may be. Look, but there's, there's people lining up at the door. So you're lucky. Yeah. I'm going to say my wife uh, has lost that long ago. She says, if you want him, take him right now. So I'm, I'm sure that's what Kathy would say, but again, solid reason to listen this week. Let us know why you love this podcast so much and why you love Eastern Michigan athletics, because we continue to jam pack you with information so much more on an Eastern insider podcast that, We take a quick break, come back, and we talk with head coach Stephanie Jennings on the other side 
of this quick message. Be sure to download the Eastern Michigan Game Day app, available in the App Store and Google Play. The EMU Athletics app features live video, real-time social streams, scoreboards, stats, and more. An entire app dedicated to Eastern Athletics. Download the EMU Athletics app today. It might be cold and snowy outside, but it's never too soon to think about heading back out to the course. As we're joined by third-year head women's golf coach Stephanie Jennings. So excited to have you on the show, but more importantly, to think about the warm weather that will be coming and your team soon being out on the course. How excited are you to have your team back preparing for the upcoming year? Oh my gosh, I, we had our practice already this morning for our first one for the semester. And I said to the team, I'm like, I was so nervous about this morning. I like woke up at four in the morning and then just couldn't really go back to sleep. And then when I got there, I was just so happy, so happy to see them back and just getting back into our groove. I, I said to the team and with our first tournament coming up in what, two and a half weeks, I said, well, it's kind of golf by a fire hose, right? Because we got two good weeks, two solid good weeks of practices and workouts. And then it's going to be a lot of golf, a lot of preparing, practicing um, mentally, physically, all of that. But um, it's so, so worth it and so exciting. You abruptly saw your season end last year. Uh, due to the pandemic, but it was a, a Eastern Michigan team that was on the upswing. You'd won a pair of matches in the in the fall, including winning the home event, the Shirley Spork, and then winning the MAC preview. And then all of a sudden, you're into to basically your second competition of the spring, and it all gets taken away from you. How have, have you gone about changing and preparing for this year after last year's success early on? Well, with five new players on our team this year. Um, I've, I've taken an approach of bringing them into the fold from a, let's start thinking more on that next level, right? How, how are we, how are we going to win the Mac? Right. And, and beat Kent who has been the dominating uh, team. And so we started during last semester meeting once a week doing zoom calls and, um, talking about that. And, and we use this, it's called next level teams. And we started doing different things each week that would explore how each of us are individually as leaders. How can we become better individual leaders of ourselves and, um, and, and just teammates to each other? How do we lift each other up? All right. One of our things was how do you call your teammate up, not call them out? So, um, so talking about those and that kind of led to our uh, what I call our precepts of the year, our little phrases that that keep us motivated. So um, those have been the big things this semester because I only had four players come back uh, last semester out of the nine uh, to actually practice and work out. So it was very much important for us to weekly stay connected and um, being from all different time zones, right? We got people from different time zones. So finding a way to, to keep everybody connected and, and still keep that mentality of, okay, we are a championship team and, and we will get there. So, um, and then with these new members, bringing them into the fold of that. Coach Greg mentioned the early end of the season, but one benefit of the sport of golf compared to some of the other sports is that they'll be able to get out this summer and hit the course, whether it was here uh, at Eagle Crest in Ypsilanti or back home. 
Um, and I certainly saw my fair share of your golfers out at the course, as I saw you as well, plenty of times. One thing I think that some people may want to know, though, is what was your involvement this summer? Was there the ability for you to almost do some virtual coaching or coaching in person? Or is that something just with NCAA rules that you were, had to be hands off with your players as they went through the summer? Yeah, I, I would just, you know, kind of say hi, see how they're doing. Uh, a lot of our players have their own swing coaches. And um, so, so a lot of my goal is to stay connected with those swing coaches on what our players are working on. And, um, but just, you know, saying hi, seeing what events they were playing in just to, you know, watch online. I, you know, some of them I could go watch and play um, because they're already members of our team, but, um, but some of our, you know, new members, they, I wasn't able to really go and see them, but it was fortunate that they could still continue with their sport. I think that uh, from a, a mental perspective, when you're in a sport that you absolutely couldn't play because of the pandemic, it weighs a lot on you. And we're in that fortunate position where we could still play golf, even though we couldn't compete with our team, they could compete individually in other tournaments. And I think that that helped a lot. Well, you're also in a fortunate position with having Eagle Crest here in Epsilon. A lot of teams don't have a course that's really theirs or one that's so close to camp. As you mentioned, some, some of your players got to stick around and use that facility. How important is it to have a partnership like we do with Eagle Crest, where not only a great facility, but really a, a, a staff that is professional and, and great out there. I know that treats your team uh, like family and allows them to be out there to practice whenever they need to be. It's a tremendous relationship. I mean, I, I don't think our teams over the course of time, you know, since 1996, I don't think we'd be in the positions that we're in or have the ability to compete where we've been able to compete without Eagle Crest. Um, and, and the way that Eagle Crest has evolved over time um, has only benefited our teams with the, ad, you know, adding of the short game facility and the huge, you know, putting green. And then, you know, here we look to the future of our indoor facility through the game above. I mean, it's just going to be phenomenal to, to call that home and continue to call that home for many, many years to come. For those that don't know, you have a heavy involvement in game above a, a group of alums that have really taken a vested interest in, in pushing campus forward. First off, talk about the group, how you got to become part of it. And just, yeah, the, the, the ways that you continue to give back to campus. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just been a tremendous, to see here we are all alums of Eastern Michigan. And, you know, I, I don't feel Eastern Michigan over time has gotten on enough credit for the people that have graduated and what they've gone on to do in their lives. I mean, it's uh, outside of, of just athletes going on to do tremendous things. I mean, there's been, you know, business people and um, just, you know, engineers and, and phenomenal people who are, are getting to be a part of this group and we're adding new members um, each year. So the, the, the combined um, connections and uh, giving hearts and, and things that are a part of the game above, it's, it's just putting Eastern and the Ypsilanti community at a whole nother level changing the, the gameplay, having an indoor facility and a, a place that you'll be able to truly call home. 
how exciting and, and how much of a game changer will this be for your program as well as Bruce Cunningham on the men's side? It's, it really is what is needed of championship teams. I mean, we look to, you know, some of the other, the SEC teams and the Big 10 and Big 12 and what they have as far as resources for their athletes. And if, if our goal is to be there and, and to be a nationally ranked team, this is essential. It is essential to our growth. Um, recruiting is going to be tremendous to be able to bring that whole um, experience of Eagle Crest into this facility where the athletes can just feel at home, you know, special and, and just be able to dedicate so much uh, to their games, to their improvement over the, the four or five years that they're here. I think that's um, it, it speaks volumes to how important this facility is going to be. From a personal standpoint, you mentioned how important facilities are to the growth of the program uh, and all of those other aspects, but you specifically have been uh, a major factor in the success of EMU women's. Not only are you the head coach, as everybody knows, but maybe some people don't know that you played here as a student athlete. Not only did you play here, but you were part of the inaugural recruiting class for the program, went on to do great things in your career. From a personal standpoint, what has that growth been like and, and how meaningful is it for you to get to come to work every day and be building something now in a leadership role that you were a part of as a student athlete? It, you obviously never know where your journey is going to take you um, after college. And, you know, Greg knows in the four years that I played here, I had four different coaches and um, you you go through that experience and you, you grow a lot individually and learn, learn a lot. And uh, I would say, you know, after college and, and getting into the PGA program, becoming a PGA professional, um, you know, golf has just always been a part of my life and the education I got here at Eastern has just contributed to all the different roles that I've had throughout the golf industry and to, to come back as a coach. And, and when, you know, I got a call from Bruce because um, we had reconnected when I came back to Michigan and he said, Steph, the coaching job's open. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I just, I was so overjoyed and just excited whether I got the job or not, uh, just having the opportunity to, to get in the interview seat. And it's, it's honestly my dream job. And um, to take everything that I've learned in golf um, over time, being a teaching professional, being a, an administrator in the game, uh, all of these things have come together in this one role as a coach. Well, you know, being an administrator in, in golf, you were recently voted as the first female officer ever elected to the Michigan PGA Board of Directors. How important is a position like that to your career and to the game of golf in Michigan? I'm, I'm so excited um, to, to be a part of this group of professionals in Michigan. I mean, we are focused on elevating the game in Michigan and, and not only elevating it from a, a growth standpoint from more people playing golf, but from our golf professionals and you know, knowing the role of a golf professional at a golf facility or at, or, you know, a teaching professional or as a coach. Um, it's so important 
to provide all those golf professionals with, with resources. And so they can elevate their gains and, and improve. So I have a lot of plans. Um, one of my big plans is to create a mentoring program for our golf professionals so they can um, learn. You know, it's important to learn from other professionals who have been in for a long time and in different generations. I mean, we're looking at a time right now where so many different generations, so many different beliefs and, and um, attitudes toward growth, and we can only learn from that. So I'm I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm surrounded by a, a great group of golf professionals in the Michigan PGA, and it, it just, it's exciting to be in this position. Well, first off, four coaches in four years, you must have been <laughs> a tough cookie to deal with, I guess, when you were a, a student athlete. Why are you saying I was the tough cookie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just joking. But you know, that, it's interesting to hear you talk about the development of the game, because I think that's a topic within the golf community that's so prevalent right now. Of course, when you think back to 15, 20 years ago, there was the Tiger Woods effect, if you will, that drew a lot of new young people to the game. And then some challenges with the game as well of uh, what you had said, getting the game more diverse, having more young people involved in the game. And I know that's something that you see and it's represented in your team, a very diverse lineup that you have. What are some of the things moving forward uh, that the game needs to do or that you would like to see it do to become more inclusive so that everybody feels like golf can be a sport they pick up and, and play and you don't have to be necessarily from a certain area of, or, or of a certain economic background to get involved with? Yeah, I, I think um, there's things already in motion and, and I'll be excited to see the the results of it, but with the PGA and then with the USGA. So the PGA has their PGA Junior League, which has been going on now, um, I wanna say since 2012. And then um, the drive, chip and putt, which was obviously postponed a little bit because of the pandemic, but those two types of programs have really shown, I've seen in the younger generations, you know, the junior, junior golfers, of wanting to be involved in the sport, you know, in, in the PGA Junior League, my daughter, my oldest daughter is on one right now, and, and just bringing that team aspect into a normally individual sport, especially when you're at that young age, there, it's hard to find that team aspect in golf. So uh, it'll be exciting to see what becomes of that um, because it's not, it was, it's not just exclusive to private courses. It's public courses. It's private courses. It's, it's really open to everybody. And then, you know, there's other programs going on, you know, in inner city areas and in more urban areas. So people are looking to create golf in parks and, you know, not just look at the golf course for the only place that you can do golf. So um, I think as golf professionals, everybody's trying to come up with creative ideas and, and how to get people into the game because we know that this game isn't just the game itself, right? There's life lessons that you learn through playing golf and whether you become a great golfer or you just your everyday weekend golfer, you're still going to learn some great lessons from the sport. And it's something that, you know, as you get older, it's something you're going to be able to do. And when you're in the middle of a pandemic, it was the, one of the best things you could do, right? So it's great to have this as a sport uh, to, to do your whole life. Here with Eastern Michigan head women's golf coach, Stephanie Jennings, final few moments with her. 
you look at your team this year, you mentioned earlier, you're going to have five freshmen that have a chance to compete this year. You also have one super senior as Maria Connelly returns, but kind of walk us through your roster in what you, you see out of Maria coming back, being a senior, as well as what people can maybe expect out of some of the freshmen. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had that discussion with Maria and Olivia. So Olivia is our, our lone sophomore this year. And, um, you know, looking to them as our captains and, and being those leaders to, to guide the freshmen on, you know, what, what we're expecting out of them. And, and knowing that if you're a freshman, you know, it's, it's new, it's different. Yeah, you've competed in tournaments before, but, but this is a little different and um, that it's okay to, you know, falter a few times. But the biggest thing is that they, they get prepared and, you know, just put 100% into every practice. And, you know, I see, you know, coming off of, of last summer and some of the tournaments that they have played in, um, we're pretty strong, you know, even with such a young team. Um, I know Anna had some rounds in the 60s. Um, Sophia had some low 70s rounds. And I know Paige and Tatiana, I didn't get to see them play as much, but I know they have the ability there. Um, Adeline's a red shirt this year, so she'll she'll be back in action next next year um, after because she's our transfer from uh, Michigan Dearborn. But um, I'm just excited for all of them that they're going to have this opportunity to really get in and play uh, their first year here. Coach, one thing I, I did want to circle back on, just talking about um, your involvement with the PGA and obviously on the women's side of the game, because it seems like the state of Michigan too is is really good in terms of the exposure to women's golf, especially, I mean, more than multiple LPGA events in Michigan and just things like that, obviously being an Eastern um, grad and, and the, her involvement with the LPGA, how important is, is that? And, and how much of a tool is that for you to use being from here, having student athletes come here, just being able to, to say, you know, especially in the Northern States, we've got all this exposure to great women's golf too. Yeah. I mean, having somebody like Shirley Spork, a complete legend in the game of golf. And I, I really don't think enough people know, about her, but, but to claim her as ours, you know, she's ours, we, we can keep her. And um, to, to have that notoriety and to really, um, you know, promote women in golf. And, and every time we go somewhere as a team and, and we have the opportunity to play at a, a course, you know, I always ask the pro, I say, hey, do you want us to play with your you know, your female golfers at the club or female golfers at the course or something like that, because we just know that, you know, keeps people motivated to play golf. And, and our team just loves spreading the word of golf. Like they're, they just love, you know, sharing it with people, playing with people. And, you know, we, we have a blast. So yeah, just getting more women into the game is, is a big, big goal. Well, Coach, I'll let you out of here on this. It's been a question we've asked a couple of the head coaches, and the answers have been interesting, a uh, few and far between. But we know you you love Eastern Michigan golf. We know that you said this is your dream job, but you've also been here for quite some time and have a relationship with Eastern. So if you and coach a different sport for just a day or a week, what uh, what who who which coach would you be kicking out of their chair 
and to take over for a few days for their program. Wow. I'd probably say Jason in tennis. He's right. He's my neighbor across the hall here. I started to learn how to play tennis in the pandemic. And um, I, I, I feel pretty confident in my skills. So I would say, yeah, I'll take Jason's job for a day. <laughs> well, we'll have to get you out on tennis court. And then I don't know if I want to see Jason on the golf course. I think this one might be, uh, he's used to a forearm. It, it might be a little interesting to see him pull the driver out of the bag. But what I want to know is who said they want my job? I don't know if we've had, uh, well, we had, we've had Darcy so far and Kemp. And I think Darcy wanted a, a crack. Creighton so it'd be interesting uh it'd be interesting to see but coach Creighton is not much of a golfer so I'm assuming he would not want to take on on the golf role I'd say Eric Roof might want me or Bruce's job that's that's that'll be my bet that's true Eric was texting me over the summer and pictures from Oakland Hills and I was very upset with him (laughs) the life the life good for him well coach we can't thank you enough for joining us today um, if team, if, if fans out there want to follow you this spring, obviously golf, everything's not necessarily televised or radio broadcast, but I know your team still appreciates the support, whether it comes from social media or just, or following the team. So how can they do that? And what does the support from EMU fans mean to your team? It's, it means a lot. I mean, we, we try and put ourselves out on social media as much as we can um, at EMU women's golf, uh, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so we, we try our best to get some fun stuff out there so people can experience what, what our athletes are experiencing. And, um, you know, if, if you're in the area where we're playing an event, we're still allowing spectators. So come on out, mask up, but come on out and watch because we just, we love having fans. Well, that's head coach Stephanie Jennings of the women's golf team. Her program gets underway in just a few weeks. Like coach said, if you're out at Eagle Crest this spring, make sure to check them out if they're on the range or playing an event or just stop in and say hi because coach is always a good conversation. We can't thank you enough and we wish you the best of luck in the weeks ahead. Thank you so much. That's it for this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell reminding you to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts or go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your digital media to stay connected with us every Monday. As always, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information on EMU Athletics.